This is Toledo Symphony Lab, a behind-the-scenes look at the world of classical music from WGTE Public Media and your Toledo Symphony. I'm Brad Cresswell. Joining me today are the Toledo Symphony's president and CEO, Zach Vassar, principal second violin and artistic administrator, Merwin Sue. We also have the TSO's marketing director, Felicia Canny, in the house. And on the phone, we have music director, Elaine Trudell. Welcome, everybody. Hello. Hello. Glad to be here. Yeah. It is so good to be six feet away from everybody. <laughs> yes. We you are, all look so much smaller. <laughs> we are practicing social distancing here in the studio. That is, of course, because of COVID-19, which is causing all kinds of restrictions. Uh, something new happening every day, basically, as far as that goes. So we're kind of in a, a little bit of an unusual situation here because the symphony is operating under these restrictions. And some of the concerts have had to be canceled. But the good news is that the symphony remains a, uh, a vital force here in the, in the area. And, of course, that was evidenced through the live streaming concert that you gave this past Friday evening. So we're going to spend the half hour talking about this, how it impacts the arts and how it impacts people's lives here in Northwest Ohio. And, you know, in, in some ways, this brings out the advantages, the strengths of uh, the performing arts and classical music in general. And I know, Zach, you want to speak to that, but... Before we get there, let's let's go back and recap a little bit and talk about what happened, what led up to the streaming concert that you did this past Friday. For people who don't know, we, we should tell them uh, what the event was. You want to go ahead and tell us? Sure. So last Tuesday, we began rehearsals for a wonderful program called Love Songs. It was a piece by Lily Boulanger, a piece by... Um, Gustav Mahler, whoever he is, and then uh, <laughs> just a little piece, by just Gustav a little Mahler. piece by Gustav Mahler, and then the Fourth Symphony of Johannes Brahms, and we were so excited to prepare this program, and rehearsals were really going wonderfully well, and every single day we were just getting a little bit more information from our governments, from our health departments, about the types of restrictions that were going to be handed down, and we came to the conclusion that. We would not be able to make uh, make the performance happen in front of the peristyle audience, which was a huge blow. I think it's something yeah. that you know, when you're presenting a program that you believe in, and with an amazing uh, conductor and an amazing guest artist, you want to be able to share that. And we were really kind of distressed at the possibility that we wouldn't be able to um, share that. So we then we then approached some partners to see how how we would be able to make this possible, that we could, to the best of our ability, share it with as many people as possible. Yeah. And, and you want to take over from there, Zach? Well, I, I, I just remember sending um, an email to Marlon Kaiser, and I said, uh, what would it have to take? I don't know if it's even possible, but it, but if it were possible, what would it take to live stream our concert from the Peristyle? And... Uh, I think that email went out on Monday, and just four days later, we're standing there at the Peristyle making our first yeah. ever live stream happen. It's something that Marla and I have always talked about, but um, it really ended up coming down to this wonderful gift from the musicians of the orchestra to the community uh, to allow us to live stream this performance. Um, these are things that we, we would want to do, uh, but there are always a lot of hoops that we have to jump through and usually more hoops than we could jump through in a matter of days. But um, the orchestra said, go for it. Uh, we want this to be a gift to the community and a gift to the world. 
and uh, and I couldn't be more happy uh, and thankful to the musicians and also to WGTE for helping to facilitate that. Yeah, Marlon Kaiser, we should mention, is the CEO of WGTE. For folks who don't know, he's my boss, so so it was good that it all worked out. Yeah, it did, you know? yeah. Yeah, and uh, I, I was certainly pleased to be able to take part and, and do some emceeing for the event. But And you looked rather dashing in <laughs> a, a fantastic jacket. I've uh, Thank you. I've heard a lot about this jacket. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> it, it, I think we, it, gave, you, a good color, we gave you 24 hours notice, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and I did a lot of shopping that day. But, but if, uh, you know, if anybody wants to uh, look at, there is a video of the live stream where you can uh, look at my jacket all that you want. <laughs> <laughs> listen to listen to a little piece by Mahler and uh, some Lily Boulanger as well as some trifle by Johannes Brahms as I, well. I had a, a yes. trifle. I had a, a friend, uh, Win Hall, uh, make fun of me on Facebook because there was a picture of you, Alain, and I talking at intermission. And uh, you guys said, were in like all dressed up. Well, he yeah. he, he was in uh, Alain. You were in tails. I I was wearing a suit and tie, and you were wearing your fashionable purple coat. Yeah, the, my Hugh Hefner inspired uh, dinner coat, and and and, des, and and depending on the angle you were standing, it it changes color. Yeah. So um, my friend Wynn uh, accused us of trying to be you know, GQ ad in the midst of a Corona outbreak. And, and you had oh you goodness. denied this or no? <laughs> Honestly, like, no, I said truth. that we we um, we briefly considered sequin leisure suits, but we thought that might be too informal. <laughs> I used to actually have one of those, but we won't talk about that. We'll we'll save that for another time. There has got to be but, a soundboard cue that works we, well with this. We, Come on, we, we've got a we've got a little Vegas there. We've got to put um we've got to put the website out there though. It, yeah. it, it's available on on your website right it's now. It's on ToledoSymphony.com yes. on the front of that and uh, if you go to YouTube and search for Toledo Symphony live stream, it will also take you to that. It's a it's a video file a little over 2 hours in duration, but the the music doesn't begin until about 32 minutes and 40 seconds, not to be specific, but uh, <laughs> if you zoom out to 3240, uh, you'll be right at the beginning of the show. Yeah, and, and you can look at my jacket at the beginning. Because I come on at the top, yep. too. Yeah. Well, I mean, we start with our best. We lead well. Yes, yes. absolutely. <laughs> I have to agree with you on that. Uh, Elaine, let's hear a little bit from you, because when we did that, that live stream, I asked you at intermission, you know, what was it like to conduct to an empty hall? And you were like, well, I have experience doing that. Tell, tell us about that experience. Uh, well, I used to conduct uh, the Radio Symphony in Vancouver. Uh the CBC Radio Orchestra, and uh, we did uh, some broadcasts. Of course, a lot of them were live, but some of them were uh, at different times because, you know, you have to cover four time zones and uh, or five time zones, and, uh, well, like in the U.S. And uh, and it was in Vancouver, so sometimes we'd have a concert at... Uh, we'd, we'd start recording at 7 in the morning, or we had to dress at 7 and then play uh, yeah, either uh, radio or sometimes television, not so often, but sometimes. And then this orchestra, when the, when, um, the, 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 the government decided that uh, they, they, they were closing the orchestra, we continued for a little while as an orchestra called the National Broadcast Orchestra. And that was one of the or- first orchestra that did the streaming, live streaming. Mm. And uh, that was complicated because nobody was doing it then. That's mm. more than uh, 10, 12 years ago. It's a long time ago, and we uh, ten years ago, and uh, that was quite an adventure. And we would stream from the the Chan Center in Vancouver, but also try to do it on tour. It was 
quite a, a learning experience. It was very interesting. Well, you were way ahead of the curve then, streaming 10 years ago, huh? Yeah, well, it wasn't Show easy off. because, of, you know, but no, but it, it's just, you know, uh, you say that uh, necessity is the mother of invention. Yeah. That's kind of what happened. Yeah. <laughs> is there any kind of adjustment you have to make on the podium as a musician and working with the musicians when, when you're not getting the feedback from a live audience? Or I guess it's, I guess, like, if you go and make recordings, which you have done, you, you don't have a live audience there when you're doing it. So is, is it well, similar to that? Exactly. It's like making a. It's like making an audio recording. Uh, the big, big challenge in that is to have a performance that it's kind of a little bit easier to play everything. Like really, like to focus on being like together or just you know, like you would in a rehearsal. But that's the big danger. That's the biggest danger also, because then it becomes only that. It's a mise en place. It just means you know you put it together and it doesn't mean anything. Hmm. So that's the the big. So it, what I told the musicians before we played was was I uh, what I think also before I go on stage for the events like that and before recordings is that you have to be that much more expressive in your playing because it has to it travels directly from you to only one person you know so because you're there's one or a family anybody who's watching their television or, or is they're watching their computer or they're listening to the radio basically they they don't have the um, the emotional and involvement of sitting and being part of the concerts, you know, that you're part, you're not just a witness to a concert, you're part of a concert, part of the energy. So we have to, to turn them uh, the, the musical like hand, if you want, even further and, and just go and get your, you know, bring more emotion in different households of the people. And that's something that uh, you have to play with more intensity, actually. Yeah, and, and I noticed that from the Toledo Symphony in that performance, because I was in the hall, obviously. Yeah. And I have to say, without all, all the audience members, you know, physically there to kind of soak up the sound a little bit, which is what happens in a live performance. Um, yeah. The, the music just reverberated in such a way that, that you rarely hear, except maybe like in a rehearsal or something like that. Mm -hmm. But everybody was at the top of their game. They played so well. Uh, oh, yeah. Sydney Outlaw sang so well. It was almost as if they were more motivated to make this like the best performance of their lives, you know, even when there wasn't a, an audience there in the hall. Merwin, you, you played in the orchestra, obviously. Tell us about your experience. I think that the it was actually really great that we were in full formal. I felt that made a big difference um, to just be in tails and in concert black, um, and but playing to an empty hall that was a very that was unique in my experience to have that combination of being in kind of my battle gear, <laughs> but not having not having the audience there and. And then everything about it felt um, special just because mm. of the, the introductions that you were doing, Brad, in real time. Mm -hmm. um, it, felt, it felt very much like uh, kind of a, a, a once-in-a-lifetime sort of an occurrence. And I think people remarked about how they were so much more nervous because it felt like yeah. it was so unusual and so different. And the positions yeah. on stage were Yeah, nervous. yeah. I yeah. think... I think it felt heightened. The sense of occasion felt heightened. And I think that, you know, uh, it was so meaningful to be able to spend two hours or so and not 
think about the news and to really lose yourself in something like this. You okay there, Elena? Sounds like your sounds like your phone is jumbling a little bit. Is that just sorry a, about that? Is that just a connection? No, I, just got a, I just got a text. You know what we're doing right now? And I know we're doing the radio show, but just at say. the same time, at the same time, all the brass players of the, the Toledo Symphony are putting together a performance that we're all going to record each of our parts via YouTube or via our phones. We're going to play some Gabrielli for, for the public. Oh, it's like a oh, virtual I, brass that, choir. What, so, sorry about the sound. That's what came in on my telephone. It's Garth, our principal trombone, saying, uh, which part do you want to play, Ale? <laughs> so I'm going to play with them. <laughs> you were like so, trombone. So we're, <laughs> yeah, so all of us, no, we're all going to play something together, but not together. Yeah. But uh, So our tuba player is taking uh, the lead on that, Dave, and he's... Uh, He's actually uh, uh, he wrote a click track for everybody, <laughs> and uh, we're, we're just gonna do all of this, and uh, we'll be ready. Uh, you'll see it. Yeah, okay, well, it where, where does this fit in? <laughs> see, I, I don't think it's in the Uchtek. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's yeah. not by Gabrielli. Well, you heard it here first. Lots of things that are developing. Breaking news. Yeah, isn't breaking, yeah. Don't you have a breaking news sound effect? I, I used gonna, to, but uh, Tony Geftes left and it, he took it with him. So uh, Geftes. Now, Felicia, uh, I want to touch on your experience a little bit because yeah. you were watching through the stream itself, yes. right? You saw this happening live. What were your impressions? Uh, well, I, I guess that week was a pretty emotional week in general. I don't know how it felt in the office, but I was um, working from home the entire week and lots of phone calls with everybody on a daily basis. And and every day we were just pushing forward, pushing forward. And I think the sense of occasion that you mentioned, Merwin, that's completely true. I was looking forward to the live stream so much by the end of the week and um, holding my breath for everybody who uh, had to speak that night and performing on stage because uh I'm such a super fan. I want. I just wanted everything to go well, yeah. and it it did. It was great. And at home, when I was watching, um, uh, and and texting with people who were there at the same time, um, it. You texted me, not Merwin, because he had to play. <laughs> yes. <laughs> hey Merwin, why aren't yeah, you? Yeah, where was my text? <laughs> Otherwise, he'd be just like Elaine in, in the middle of a very important event. So like, oh, here, let me check my text and see what's going on. <laughs> no, no. I'm... Right. Well, I actually was Candy Crush, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll let you continue, Felicia. It, it sounds like you were just as nervous as all those musicians I was. on the stage. Yeah, I, I just wanted everything to to go well and be perfect and to make sure that there weren't any um, blips in the live stream and uh, and the emotion that you talked about um, on stage and people kind of um, heightened awareness of what was happening at that moment. It was a historic moment. I felt that through the screen. Yeah. And I wasn't watching it on my TV. I could have hooked it up, I guess, but I didn't. <laughs> and it was just on my laptop and everything just really translated across the screen. And I was, um, I think I teared up at times because it yeah. was overwhelming what we were making happen at that moment. Well, we also have to give uh, a uh, give a shout out, I should say, to uh, Todd Brady. Who I was just going to say, oh Todd. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, Todd. Uh, he he's done you know your recordings for a long, long time, but he yeah. really rose to the occasion on such short notice. And, and it it deserves comment because you know Todd is our sound engineer, and he's used to taking our performances and our archival recordings and um, and mastering them. And that's usually a, a technique. It's an art. It's a science. 
And it's something that people are able to do after the performance. Mm-hmm. But but Todd had to make his best guesses based on all of his time spent with our performances as to what the live sound should be because he couldn't master on the fly. Uh, yeah. So he, he set everything in motion. And I just thought the orchestra That's sounded so great. Good. I was in the peristyle. Felicia was texting me about how great it sounded. And, and as soon as I got home, I didn't even take off my jacket. I pulled it up on the TV in our family room and, and started <laughs> yeah. listening to it because I wanted to hear it. Wait, so you watched what? it twice? No, back. I, I didn't watch the whole thing, but I, I skipped through a couple different parts. Let, let me ask you though, what did you think of my jacket? Oh, God, <laughs> you know, I, I have to. I'll be honest. It looked amazing. <laughs> okay, your jacket sounded great. <laughs> you got Excellent. a jacket for radio. Excellent. Uh, it, 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 it was a little loud. <laughs> just like me occasionally well I, I i did want to actually give uh kind of you know props to pretty much ev- everybody on our administrative staff but um you know the marketing department contacted every single ticket holder um, wow that was definitely yeah, a group yeah, effort but like to be able to you know to make sure that they had that opportunity and knew about it and it was all over social media mm-hmm. and just to be able to and then all of the the screenshots that were provided mm-hmm. it just it made it just feel like something that was not its maiden voyage it, it seemed mm-hmm. so well done over a and with only a couple of days, really, to pull it off, it was insane. Oh, well, uh, Zach, you're uniquely positioned to answer this question. I mean, do you think it was successful? Was it everything you hoped it would be? Well, it depends how you measure success. You know, yeah. if we think about this as a typical concert, what we had expected at the beginning of last week, mm-hmm. um, we would have said that you know, full capacity for the Peristyle is you know, a little over three thousand people. Uh, if you do it two nights, and that's what we plan to do. So when you walk into a week and you're expecting to have up to that many people in a peristyle, and through the course of the week and through events that are completely out of your control, we had to take a drastic step of actually canceling a performance. Mm-hmm. We don't do that. We're in, a, we're in a, the business of the show must go on. Mm-hmm. So in some ways, having to make those adjustments felt like, uh, I don't want to say failure, but it, it felt like we weren't succeeding. Mm-hmm. The opposite of what um, we Yeah. And, and so then having to find a, another way to do this, we thought that we should live stream the concert as... Um, as an alternative to those who didn't feel comfortable coming, because we were hear- hearing all these stories about uh, social distancing and large group events, but nothing had been advised to be canceled at that point. So the initial um, idea was to do this as a an alternative viewing opportunity. And then as the week went on, we had to make this the viewing opportunity. Mm-hmm. So yeah. in some ways, that also felt like the opposite of success, is that we yeah. couldn't even have people in, in the house once we thought about it, though, and I and I, I really love this kind of turning point in the week with our team, we started to see this as a, a moment of community value where we could offer this to a much larger audience than we could ever have fit in the peristyle over two nights. And right. indeed, if you look at the YouTube statistics, we've, we've already achieved that. Um, if you think about what the community needs at a time when not just the symphony, but everybody is making drastic changes. This is shocking. This is everything we're doing right now is shocking. And in that way, we're all kind of going through our own processing of that and a little bit of PTSD maybe 
And we aren't giving ourselves a chance to realize how strange these times are and how quickly things are changing. So when we have the opportunity to play beautiful music and go into people's houses at such a vulnerable time and do something so artistic, that feels like a greater success than we could have ever imagined. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, on balance, it, it was extremely successful given the circumstances you were operating under. I just want to mention a couple of things that really struck me about looking at that, that YouTube uh, archive. There's so many comments on there, and, and I see it on Facebook also, of people saying, oh, I'm watching from, you know, different places. A hotel in Omaha. Yeah, there's no way, they could, no way they yeah. could ever see a symphony concert, you know, if they're not here physically, yeah. but they were able to see the stream. And one other thing I noticed is people talking about getting their kids to yeah. watch. I mean, right now, with all the school closings, parents are looking for ways to engage their kids that are not, you know, just playing games on their screens all the time. Right. Provided you have to use a screen to access this, but right. it's a really fantastic experience I think for kids to be able to be in a concert hall in the comfort of their own living room right. and, and, and enjoy, yeah, <laughs> enjoy a program did. like this. I, I heard I heard kids, I heard <laughs> popcorn and I heard wine. A lot of people co- cozied up with a glass of wine. Yeah. Okay, yeah. let's admit it, everyone had a bottle. Um, <laughs> but uh, it, this really starts to to speak to what I think I would love for our vision to be going forward is that we're going to have more weeks of uncertainty and we're going to have more weeks of uh, scary headlines, disturbing headlines. If we as an arts organization can use this as a, as a, as a moment to engage with the community, maybe not in our traditional way, but to offer some peace and some solace and a, a respite from all of that cacophony that, that we're starting to really overload on. If you open up your Facebook feed, it's all you see. Um, then I think we have, we have then going back to that sense of success. We have really succeeded in in using our art form to reassure and and maybe distract people in a way that only music and and movement can mm-hmm. from the the, the monotony. Uh, well, I, I want to talk more about how music can be a solace in times of trouble and how it applies specifically to what's going on today and with all the technology that we have at hand. Mm -hmm. But before we do that, I want to introduce my quiz for this show. Now, when we first started talking about this, we were like, well, we have to do a coronavirus show. And I thought, hmm, quiz. What can I do for a quiz, right? This is so wrong. So... (laughs) I came up I with. I hope it's a quiz about Corona no, beer. No, no. I would fail. No. Th- this is a quiz of, about coronavirus. <laughs> We're going to see how close you've been paying attention to all the news recently. Um, this is a straight quiz. This is a, not a, a chemical quiz. quiz. No, no, no. This Ripped is a, from the headlines. A straight quiz about coronavirus. So the idea is that we. We go in the process of doing this quiz. We hopefully disseminate some some proper information to folks about it, and, and most people will probably know the answers to these already. I assume you guys will probably get the answer. Um, just for the sake of tradition, I'm going to bring up a little music here. Oh. This is uh, was that you, Merwin? Yes. Okay. Oh, <laughs> I'm suddenly my heart on the edge of my. Yeah, yes, I mean, you know, it's no streaming Mahler, but it's as close as I can get. Okay, here we go. Number one, which of these is not usually an early symptom of COVID-19 infection? Is it sneezing, is it fever, or is it dry cough? Sneezing. It's sneezing. Hey. 
four for yeah. four, everybody. <laughs> wow, you guys, you have to say jinx after that, right? <laughs> no, no, one my, no one can That's talk. My, yeah. <laughs> my kids do that. And then Zach wins. Zach and, Zach and Elaine, you know, have a, yes. have a one-off. We have a okay. chance. Yeah. Question number two. How early can symptoms appear after initial exposure? Is it two to 14 days, seven to 14 days, or 14 days or longer? Two to 14, two to 14 days. Wow, Elaine got that one. <laughs> Excellent. Which of these does the Centers for Disease Control recommend for avoiding infection? Remember, these are recommendations from the CDC. Uh, to uh, help avoid, avoid infection, should you wear a face mask in public? Should you wash your hands frequently? Wash your hands. Should you stay six feet away from each other? All, or all should of the above. You, all of the above. Or should you disinfect frequently <laughs> touched surfaces often? You say all of the above? All of, all the, of the above. above. Yeah. yeah. They actually do Whoa. not recommend wearing a face mask you know, in public unless you are already sick. Okay. So is it B, C, and D? Yes. Okay. Because you BCD, don't want to which are, No, those are my initials just out of order. That's my middle <laughs> name. My n- middle name starts with a D. What's your middle name? No guesses. No. Douglas? David. <laughs> if you Dwight. get it, I'll tell Dwight. you, but you're not getting it. Dewey. Okay. Here's the next one. Donald. Where? <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Dreyfus. <laughs> Where does... Uh, I'm changing it to Dreyfus, though. I like that. Detroit. 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 I like it. <laughs> Detroit. That's two names. Detroit. Okay. Detroit. Okay. Where does the coronavirus get its name? Is it because it is the so-called king of viruses? Corona means crown in Latin. Is it from the spiky projections which cover the virus's surface? Oh, let me finish here. (laughs) But I feel like I need to beat Zach and Merwin and Elaine. Or this one is for Zach. Is it because the virus's discoverers named it for the beverage they were drinking at the time? (laughs) (laughs) What's your answer? I'm going to say B. Yeah. Yeah. Spiky projections. Spiky projectiles. Should make it look like a sun's corona, right? Okay, coronaviruses have been studied in humans since the 1960s. Which of these illnesses is flu. also spread flu. by the coronavirus? It's flu. It's not. Is it influenza? Is it yes. malaria? Or is it the common cold? It's influenza. Common cold. Common influenza. Merwin gets it. No, it's influenza. Yeah, yeah. Influenza no, is a different virus. Different. It's an influenza virus. And malaria is caused by a parasite. Common cold is a... I saw that movie. Coronavirus. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Here's so that another. means I lost. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so far, yeah. Wait, I'm not, I'm if, not if I lose, track. do I get the virus? Yeah. No. This is something that you don't want to want to get. Horrible. Right? You don't want to. You don't want to win. This is a high quiz. stakes game. Yeah. Wait. There's stakes. I'm excited now. <laughs> stakes and wine Penalty from earlier. Spray by disinfectant. <laughs> and, and Lysol <laughs> with every meal. And I get and I get the trombone thing. Okay, we got we got to hurry up. We're just about out of time. All right, here's the last one. We all know about singing "Happy Birthday" to yourself twice while washing your hands for 20 seconds. Which of these classical excerpts is also exactly 20 seconds long? Is it the first 20 measures of Eine kleine Nachtmusik, the first 20 measures of Flight of the Bumblebee, the first 20 measures of Mahler's Symphony Number no. Three, <laughs> or? Or could it be the entirety of John Cage's four minutes and 33 seconds, number two? Well, okay, A. It has to be A. A A is close, but it's generally 20 to 30 seconds too long. 
Well, it depends B. on the tempo, Mark. Yeah, it depends B, on the tempo. B is a little fast, right? about five seconds short. The only one that you can absolutely guarantee will be 20 seconds long. Is Mahler? Did you try Notice this? The is the, the John Cage. The first Notice I said four minutes, 33 seconds, number two. Oh. The um. only directions oh. involve, it says, in a situation provided with maximum amplification, maximum amplification, perform a disciplined action. So you can wash your hands for 20 seconds as long as you put a microphone on it, and, and you'd be performing the piece. You just went down the nerd mm-hmm. hole in a big way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I did. That's kind of, you know, I don't you know if that's the yourself. kind of thing. I'm taking four points away from you, Brad. I don't think we can convince the American public to, <laughs> to do that on a daily basis. But, my, you know. My favorite meme I've seen so far is uh, a pair of hands that look like they've been <laughs> washed for about seven hours. But it says, you know, instead of happy birthday, this man chose to wash his hands and sing the entire Mahler symphony cycle. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice timing with the music. Music. Okay, well, we're going to have to wrap it up. Uh, we, we've had a chance to talk a little bit about, you know, this experience and, and what it's done. We haven't really talked about what's going on in the future. Of course, uh, you know, as things progress, we may have to repurpose some of these Symphony Lab discussions towards uh, what we've been talking about today and keep the dis- discussion going. So hopefully down the road, uh, we'll have some more developments to share with folks. But you can always check the website at ToledoSymphony.com and find out exactly what's going on uh, day-to-day with the symphony. If there's anything new, they'll certainly tell you about it there. Okay, before we go, uh, Elaine, while we've got you on the phone, I'm going to turn over the last word to you. Is there anything that you want to say to uh, all of the folks out there who are fans of the symphony? Well, yeah, thank you, Brad. Uh, Well, on behalf of, of course, uh, our entire team, our musician, wonderful musicians, our staff uh, and, and myself, I just want to say a really big thank you to everybody out there who tuned in uh, and who keeps supporting us uh, during these uncertain times. Uh, we try to be there for you um, as much as we can. We're going to have some more surprises coming up to, to try to put a little bit of uh, sunshine in your lives. But uh, we're really grateful to have you as, uh, as public and as fans. Excellent. Yay! This program is a production of WGTE Public Media in collaboration with our sponsor, the Toledo Symphony, with generous support from the Rita Barber Kern Foundation. You can download episodes of our show as a podcast by going to our website at wgte.org lab. You can also subscribe to us through your podcast app of choice, including Apple and Google Podcasts. My thanks to Zach Vassar, Merwin Sue, Felicia Canny, and Alain Trudel. I'm Brad Cresswell. You've been listening to Toledo Symphony Lab from FM 91.